Well, Scott Brunton's stable in Tasmania. We know about the situation with the, the large tax debt. Uh, horses transferred into his partner's name, uh, Tegan Keys. But, however, the inevitable in the Epsom, who you'd say is a genuine um, chance in the race if he gets the right run. You wouldn't be shocked if he, he's in the finish somewhere, that little pocket dynamo from, from Tassie. However, John Keys. I understand Tegan's dad will saddle up the inevitable. But this is a bit of a story, and uh, joining us from Sydney is the Chairman of Stewards, is uh, Steve Railton. How are you, Steve? I'm well, thanks, David. Can you take us through this story that's uh, featured this morning in the press, read the inevitable? Yeah, well, the um, the horse and uh, Miss Keyes is a licensed trainer in Victoria, in uh, Tasmania, I'm sorry, um, uh, entered the horse uh, to run at um, Rose Hill Gardens uh, back on the 9th of September and uh, in accordance with standard procedure applied for and was granted a, a, a visiting trainer's permit to uh, to train the horse here and race the, and campaign the horse in Sydney. Um, the situation was we were alerted by uh, the stewards in, in Tasmania that Miss Keys had some restrictions upon her licence and also alerted us to the fact that Mr. Um, Scott Brutton, who was the former trainer of the horse, had incurred um, uh, a suspension of his licence in Victoria through some um, um, uh, breach of the rules in Victoria whilst he was uh, in Victoria and also had his licence revoked in Tasmania. So um, the situation was, Stephen, that um, on that day that I was advised, the Thursday prior gave um, fairly clear directions to, to Ms Keyes as to that she was to strictly comply with um, the restrictions on her licence and also that Mr Brunton, as a suspended trainer, was not uh, to have anything to do with the training of or handling or be involved in any way with the horses. Um, there was there was uh, surveillance placed on on the stable and there was, there was compliance on the race day and uh, prior and post, but... Um, an unannounced uh, stable visit um, on the 19th by one of our investigators unearthed some uh, indiscretions and um, as a consequence the stewards um, opened an inquiry uh, prior to that um, given certain uh, admissions made by Miss Keyes her visiting trainer's permit was revoked. Yeah. So what were the penalty here, Steve, that was handed out to both Tegan and also Scott? Yeah, well, um, they both um, readily pleaded guilty to being uh, in breach of Australian Rule 232 for having uh, failed to comply with the direction of the stewards. And um, the stewards felt that in respect of both parties, a disqualification was the appropriate penalty. Uh, starting at six months, um, Mr Brunton was disqualified with his guilty plea, contrition, other considerations, that was reduced to a four month, four four month and two week, four and a half months disqualification. Ms. T, Ms. Keys, with a um, a better disciplinary record, her uh, DQ was for a period of four months. So they're effectively disqualified from yesterday. And they have the option to appeal, Steve. Yes, they do. They have forty eight hours to lodge an appeal. So um, I'm not sure what course of action they'll take, but that's open to them, Stephen. Yeah, but John Keyes will saddle the horse up. Is he good to go on the weekend, as far as you know, yes. Steve? Yes, yes. Um, look, Stephen, in the circumstances after the um, the, the visiting trainer's permit with, with, was withdrawn, the uh, the stewards um, 
considered an application from the owners that the the horse be transferred to John Keyes, who who trains remotely from from his daughter in Tasmania. They train at opposite ends of the of the um, of the state. Um, the uh, situation was that um, the stewards felt it was, um, you know, it's not appropriate to be penalising the owners who who were guilty of no wrongdoing, and certainly punters that have backed the horse in pre-post markets. Stewards um, got certain um, undertakings and um, had uh, many discussions with Mr Keyes and was satisfied that Mr Keyes is the bona fide trainer of the horse. Mr Keyes is physically present, has been looking after the horse since um, uh, for now near a week and um, and he uh, the horse will take its place on Saturday. Yeah, we know in Tassie, Steve, this, this stable is huge. Um, the biggest stable in Tasmania. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where some of these horses are. No doubt John's going to get a lot of them, but where some of them may end up uh, in the future. Steve, out of Saturday, is there anything significant with jockey suspensions or inquiries out of Golden Rose Day? No, nothing nothing of significance. No, there um, you know, a couple of, uh, I suppose, Shinzo pulling up um, two out of five lane was probably explains his um, slightly subpar performance. Um, no, other than that, um, it was a great day of racing. Um, they look like an exceptionally good bunch of three-year-olds, uh, we're all witnessing at the moment. So racing was terrific and it was good to have a front row seat. Indeed it was. Um, Steve, in relation to the Epsom, will you be at the draw? When when is that likely to take place this week? Yeah, no, um, I'll be going from here soon to, um, to go and do the draw, um, this morning for the Epsom in the Metropolitan. So uh, those draws will be done today. So, yeah, we've got um, excellent program of racing on Saturday to, to look forward to as well. Yeah. What time approximately, Steve, will that get underway? 10.30, I believe, Steve, 10:30. Is, the, um, is, the, is the draw. Lovely. We're still on the same time, Steve, but daylight saving is looming. It's a headache for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, it's all good. No, no, it's, uh, it's a great time. And uh, with the Everest approaching as well, it's... Um, yeah, it's a great time of year to be involved in racing. And no doubt, Mark, and guess Dalton yourself have a very good rapport and relationship over the years. How's he going, Mark? Oh, he's going great in Hong Kong. No, he's uh, um, he's doing a wonderful job up there. Um, of course, um, um, he's been there nigh on twelve months now, so he's he's fitted into the to the role. And uh, of course, initially he was there as as Kim uh, Kim Kelly's uh, deputy, but. Kim's now ensconced back in in uh, Queensland, and um, and Kim, of course, is uh, um, lending able assistance to uh, the stewards panel in New South Wales. Kim will officiate at the um, goal at the Everest meeting on the 14th of October as one of the uh, stewards uh, officiating on that day. But uh, no, Mark's doing doing very well over there, and um, no, he's he's an exceptionally good steward. No, he is. They're, they're very fortunate to have him. Yep, it all came through yourself and obviously Ray in that Queensland school uh, many years ago at the Principal Club, Steve. It goes back a long way. It does. It goes back a long way. But uh, no, I've, I've, um, I've worked with some wonderful stewards and, and Ray, of course, uh, would uh, be the top of the tree. He's, uh, he, he's set in path a lot, of, a lot of careers. He's supposed to be retired and they keep calling him up to do inquiries, the latest one in Tassie. So. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, he's got to stay active. <laughs> Thank you.
Good, Stephen. Thanks, Steve. Steve Ralton joining us there uh, from New South Wales. So on his way to the Epsom draw. Just interesting with the times on the weekend. SB owner, of course, Gap Job. Uh, interesting with her, and Corey Brown talked about it and the guys on the weekend, that sometimes she just wants to go that quickly with her leg. She often rolls in. I remember Wenks doing that a few times early in her career. It was quite noticeable. Hugh Bowman had asked her to go, and just before the afterburners would kick in, sometimes she would just shift in a bit. And this, this girl does something similar. Uh, probably more noticeable with her, Espiona, but um, her time on the weekend overall was 122.35 for the 1,400, 122.35. And, of course, they went a bit quicker, didn't they, in the Golden Rose? They went 122.24. So not a lot in it overall, but the sectional's interesting. The last 600 in the Golden Rose overall was 34.40. However, in the Espiona race, much faster. 3346 telling us they sat up a bit and ripped home in the pendant, whereas obviously in the rows there was a fair bit of pressure on, as you'd expect, uh, in that particular race. A couple of good runs in it, wasn't there, which we're going to talk about. Gary Portelli's horse, Encap. I wonder where that horse goes. Cylinder was wide. Charmstone was excellent. Moravia. Well, she never really got a clear crack at them. Um, where she would have finished, or I don't know, or he would have finished. Um, I know Tyler Schiller obviously gave him a lovely run, and it was just the circumstance there in the box seat. The, the, the leader wasn't going quick enough, and Moravi was held up there. King Colorado, he was well-backed, but um, he just um, probably looking for further, maybe, a mile. And Shinzo, you heard from Steve Ralton. Well done to Tom Henjack. Uh, isn't he doing a good job since joining us Racing HQ Saturday from MacBet? He found Militarise on, uh, on Saturday morning with us, jumped at $6.50. And, of course, one of my listeners reminded me that they thought of Ed Kennett, too, when that horse won on the weekend. Of course, Ed tipped the horse or selected the horse uh, from Red Belly Sport when he won at Big Odds. The champagne, not the champagne, he, he's, he found him in the sires when he won the sires at $21. And that's what's remarkable about this horse, isn't it, when you look at when militarised. So when he won the, he was beaten in the slipper at $101. He ran 13th. Then he won the sires on a wet at 21 then he won the champagne at two dollars oh five. Then he came back and he was twenty to one first up in the run of the rose and six fifty in from seven dollars on the weekend. The cult by Dundeal. That side. We're going to talk about another Dundeal shortly or in the next half an hour when we catch up with Les Bridge.